The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of feng shui and Chinese metaphysics. Illuminating Feng Shui is brought to you by estate and business organizers. We work with clients who seek order in a cluttered world. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zemanski, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today we're talking about emotional intelligence with Bethany Oreck. The ancients used uh, Feng Shui for power and money, but we also have this, this emotional side that if we don't really use that piece of it, I don't know if we can really tap into the wealth and prosperity of feng shui. So here's a little bit of background about Bethany. She's a certified hypnotherapist who understands that healing and wellness are essential to living a life of balance and happiness and helps you discover that truth for yourself. Using guided meditations, Bethany works with you to unlock your best self to realize your full potential. And through this process, you realize a sense of well-being, empowerment, and freedom to make your best choices and decisions that you can make and the life that you actually want to live. Now, Bethy holds several certifications, some are from the core strength coaching through the San Francisco State University, National Guild of Hypnotists, the AIA certification in hypnotherapy through the American International Association. And she's also the founder and leader of the Academy of Emotional Intelligence with offices in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Tiburon, California, and with leading experts and trainers who offer training courses, groups, in corporate sessions for conferences, meetings, and personal consultations. I happened to reconnect with Bethany after a couple of years in a at a recent trip in Las Vegas, and I'm really happy to bring her on the show. And I think you're you're on the line now, correct, Bethany? I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's wonderful to have you. We're a little bit of a distance at this time instead of um, connecting face to face. But, um, you know, this there's a new term that I never heard or, or industry, if you will. Uh, you're an emotional intelligence coach. Can you tell me what that is and what led you to this line of work? Okay, yeah, I would love to. Well, like you said, and In the intro, I went to San Francisco State University for the um, Core Strength Coaching Program, which is basically a life coaching program. And what I learned when I got out and started coaching was people really didn't need to be told what they needed to do. They knew what they needed to do. They knew where they really wanted to go. It was the emotional blocks that were between them and that goal that we're keeping them from there. So I shifted from being more coaching people as to what they should be doing next to just coaching them emotionally and getting them prepared to remove their emotional blocks. 
Interesting. Interesting. Now, I, you know, I, I, am not negating that we do need coaches and, and, but, you know, I think they, they do go hand in hand. I, I personally have worked with coaches in the past, currently am working with coaches now that, and mentors that, that, you know, very much help me, but you're, you're absolutely right. If I'm not emotionally ready for all of the wonderful things that are happening um, to me, for me, because of me, you know, the, the choices I make, I don't think I would be as well prepared. But so why don't we, why don't we unpack um, some of these terms that you do use? You use emotional intelligence, which, you know, we've heard, you know, maybe um, some people just abbreviate that to EI, emotional intelligence. Right. And, and then there's also the emotional quotient, the EQ. So can you tell us what those terms are for our listening audience? So emotional intelligence is measured very much like we imme- like we measure intellectual intelligence, and we met- there's a scale that it gets measured on, and so that's the EQ. It's the measurement of someone's emotional intelligence. The measure and of emotional intelligence. Okay. The measure of it. So EEI is just emotional intelligence, and EQ is the measurement of um, emotional intelligence. And then who who sort of decides that scale of how emotionally intelligent one can be or emotionally quotient one can be? How how can how is that scale determined and what is the scale? Well, I don't personally measure anybody's um, emotional intelligence. What I do is give them an opportunity to start measuring their own emotional intelligence. So giving them um, an outlook that they can look at themselves and and measure where they're at on their own scale and where they'd like to be. And so we just try to help them get there. I don't ever determine what somebody's emotional intelligence is. Right, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, you had just mentioned the word scale, so it was like, how, yeah, how do I, yeah. how do I know that I'm um, right. higher low on the scale? So well, people, and I'm sure that people that are psychiatrists and that deal with those um, kinds of things, they, I'm sure there's all sorts of stuff that they can measure that on. Um, in my practice, it's none of my business, really, what your emotional intelligence is. It's up for me to just guide you where you are to where you want to go. Right. So why why do people seek your advice and, and, you know, how do they benefit from your coaching? Um, so people seek my advice a lot of times because they're just really tired of that negative voice that's in their head. Mm. And when we can explain to them that that's really a choice, even though you might not realize it's a choice, maybe it's just something that's been given to you since birth and you never even knew that you could have a positive voice in your head. But when you reach that point that you're ready to um, shift that and to make that positive, it's a really good time to seek out um, an emotional intelligence coach. And another good time to seek him out is if you have emotional blocks. Maybe you have something that you're really working towards, and every time you seem like you're getting close, you do something to self-sabotage yourself. So a lot of times with a session, you can kind of figure out what that is. And once you understand why you're self-sabotaging, you can just remove it and go on and get your goals set. Mm-hmm. So th- people see me for a lot of reasons, but usually it's symptoms of stress, anxiety, frustration, um, 
foggy brain. Uh, I, I had foggy brain very badly after my, I had lost a daughter to brain cancer when she was nine. For like nine years, I kind of just lived in a fog. And um, it wasn't until I started working myself out of it that I realized I didn't have to be there anymore. And we've come to coin that as um, post-traumatic anxiety because people kind of get thrown into that when somebody passes away or there's a loss of a job or, um, you know, a, a, a sudden move, anything like that. Yeah. You know, and, and you've hit some, some real tragedies um, in in your life and been able to work through that so obviously I commend you on that and my heart goes out to you for for that that huge loss that you had in your family but um, you know I I would say you know in many cases that is you know a a way you know in in my I don't know in the western world anyway that it possibly would be like oh well you know you're 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 just going through you know the the stages of grieving and you know probably depressed versus having it be the emo- you know an emotional block that you could work through and so how did how are you able to kind of discern that some of the traditional ways of dealing with that were um, something different than what you're doing Well, I'll just give you an example. When I had foggy brain and I was still trying to raise another child and and have a husband and, and all of that going on, I would go to the doctor and every time I went to the doctor, they would give me a prescription. So mm-hmm. the first doctor gave me a prescription for my mood and the next doctor, because my back was all stiff, gave me a muscle relaxer and then I couldn't sleep. So then the next doctor gave me Ambien. So mm-hmm. it just was like piling up and piling up. And the bottom line is if we can just get to what is really hurting people and allow them to release that, they don't have to carry all this physical pain. You so, know, I mean, so much can be released. Mm-hmm. So what what are some of the, the and maybe this is jumping the gun a little bit, but, um, you know, what are some of the other signs that you would see from a business perspective? You had mentioned, um, you know, negative talk. Now, I can I can see this all the time in my practice of, you know, I can't, I can't. When, when I hear somebody say I can't, I almost want to just you know, embrace them and stop them and just say, you know, let's talk about what you can do, not what you can't do. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes people just need to hear, I believe you can. They just need someone to say, hey, I believe you can. I think you can do this. Right. Like I'm sitting here listening to you and you sound like a very smart person, but there's something that's between them and that. And it's that, and that's when you hear I, that that I can't is that that wall, that wall right. that's just between them. Right, right. To me, what what you know, I ha- I have my thoughts, but what are what are some of the signs that you see as self saboteurs that may not be as obvious to you know to most? What do you think are some of the signs that um, they that, that they could use your work? Well, I would say that the biggest sign, the biggest, the biggest thing for people to notice is how are you talking to yourself? You know, what are the questions that you're saying? Are you, are you talking kindly to yourself? Because if you're not talking kindly to yourself, then you're probably not talking kindly to others. Probably so you true. First have, you have to first look at yourself 
and ask yourself, you know, how am I talking to myself? Because if I'm not in a good place with myself, then I'm probably not in a good place with others right now. True. What I see um, from my perspective is that I think big self-saboteurs are, you know, and, and, and obviously I do a lot of, you know, with the five elements and, and the timing pieces, you know, people are, are mismanaging their time and they're and conversely procrastinating, they're on the cusp of being, you know, through great breakthroughs, but yet they're procrastinating on and finding a number of different ways to to move forward. And it's always an excuse. It always is a great excuse, too. It's not oh, yeah. just, you know, it's not just, you know, well, you know, um, surfing on the net. They're, you know, they're they're doing busy, busy work and, you know, continuing to, to get things um, pushed off instead of really you know facing that edge and going okay I've got something brilliant to share with the world and yet we don't really um, we don't ever get to see those gifts because <laughs> we're you know we're, we're in that procrastin- procrastination mode so you got about 30 seconds do you have any thoughts on that well yeah well yes what would normally happen in a session with in a like if we were working with somebody is that we would take that person and we would let them get into a meditative state where they could help identify exactly why they're sabotaging themselves. Right. And then just in that loving state, give them permission to release that so that they can move forward with their lives because they deserve it. Right. And it's okay. usually one little thing that was said when they were a child or who knows. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to have you hold that thought. I would like to take this opportunity to thank my proud sponsors, E&B Organizers, a reliable organizing firm that's insured and bonded to handle all your estate and organizing needs. To learn more about E&B Organizers, click on the banner and go to enborganizers.com. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui. And when we come back, I'll be chatting with Bethany Oreck, and we're going to be talking more about emotional intelligence. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. 
you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and we're joined today by Bethany Oreck, and we're talking about emotional intelligence. So the when we're talking about emotional intelligence, why is it so important in the world right now, Bethany? Well, that's a really good question, Kathleen, and um, I've given it a lot of thought, and the reason I think it's so important right now is because we're so completely out of balance. As a society, we've been working very hard to raise up everybody's IQ, intellectual intelligence, and we really haven't done much to raise their emotional intelligence. So they're arriving in the workplace, and they have the knowledge to do the job. They just don't have the skills to interact with the people around them. So it's more like social skills and social team. Not only that, but we are moving in a very, very fast pace um, frequency right now. And every day our knowledge is getting faster and faster and faster. And we're just moving into a global society. And we need to all be able um, to be, all be able to work together for whatever this next frequency is going to be because it's just gonna, we're just going to continue to evolve Mm-hmm. at a faster and faster pace. So um, emotional intelligence is just getting everybody aligned and, um, and getting them ready for the next, whatever's coming next. Okay, so well, let's talk about that. You have some, some main components for raising your emotional intelligence. Can you go through some of those steps for us? Yes, um, there are um, four main components that um, are used in Daniel Goldman's book, um, Emotional Intelligence. And one of them is self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Mm -hmm. So self-awareness, by definition, is your ability to accurately recognize your emotions as they happen and understand your general tendencies for responding to different people and situations. So you just basically need to ask yourself, can I accurately identify my own emotions and tendencies as they happen? So for someone like me, my emotions arrive very quickly. Mine so do. It's important <laughs> that I it's important that I accurately identify that that's happening to me when it's happening. And self-management number 2 oh, and number 2 is using your awareness of your emotions to choose what you say and do to positively direct your behavior. 
So self-management is asking yourself um, a few questions. First of all, admitting what's happening, admitting that something negative is happening in your life and choosing not to ignore it. And then just basically slowing down, you know, slowing down, taking some time, buy some time, take six seconds before you speak. Mm-hmm. Make sure that what you're saying is exactly what you want to say. Deepak Chopra taught us um, to use an acronym, and we'll just kind of practice it real quick here. It's called STOP. And STOP, S stands for stop. O stands for observe your, uh, excuse me, stop. T stands for take three deep breaths. One, two, three. Observe your surroundings. You know, notice what's going on around you. Notice if you're in fear or if you're feeling in a place of calmness. Notice the people around you, if they're in fear or if they're in a place of calmness. And then just proceed with kindness and love. It's just a very basic, simple thing that can really calm any kind of situation down. Yeah, certainly can shift it pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and what I say to people, if you're not able to proceed with kindness and love, then just exit the situation as quickly as possible, right? Because right, it's not right. always... <laughs> Right. We're not talking about, you know, conflict avoidance. It's really managing your emotions so you can deal with, you know, a, a conflicting situation that, you know, we don't, again, you're, you're, I think the premise of what you're talking about is when something does arise in your life and it could be a personal or business situation where, you know, let's, let's look at it from a business situation where, I don't know, maybe um, a team member, somebody that's working in a group with you has um, said something offensive or has taken ownership. Let's use this. They've taken ownership for a project that you've done a lot of work on yourself, but they're taking all of the you know, glory and, and reward, and it's that's not a true situation. So, you know, you don't want to stuff that because it could happen again and again and again, and you don't want to be a doormat, but Absolutely. you don't want to explode in that person's face either. So, you know, it's first like, well, the, that person didn't really handle that very well, first and foremost, and you don't like it. You don't like the feeling it's making you feel that, you know, inadequate and, and you know, robbed and revenge and all of that kind of thing. And then, then that's where you bring in the stop, right? That's where you bring well, in. Well, that's where you bring in the stop, and that's where you might buy yourself some time. Where you might just simply say, before I really say what I'm feeling, I need to get out of this situation so that I can go be quiet with myself mm-hmm. and get myself in a really calm state, so that when I come back, I can state the way I really feel mm-hmm. and state, state it, um, you know, state it in a way that is respectful but letting people know that you're not a doormat. And when we give ourselves a little bit of time, we can find that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if we really, if we focus on it and we can find that, we can find the way that we really feel. And I think it's, I think it's fair in a situation if you're frustrated and you're having a conversation with somebody to say, I feel frustrated. Just share with them the way that you're feeling. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. You know, it's not so yeah. much about them. It's just like I just want to let you know what this situation is making me feel like. Right. Right. Mhm. Okay. All right. Go on. Sorry to interrupt there. Okay. So, um, social awareness. 
By definition, it's recognizing and understanding the emotions and moods of other individuals and entire groups of people. So ask yourself, can I accurately identify emotions and tendencies as I interact with you or, or a group? Like, do you see the whole picture? And so, so many times when we're in a group, um, we may not, we're still seeing our picture that we're maybe not so able to see the whole picture. So when we're able to step back and kind of put ourselves in third person and see where we lie within that group, what our place is, now we, now we understand where we fit in a lot better. Yeah. And people are a lot more calm and um, things tend to get done when people understand exactly where they fit in. Okay, good. And so then, um, let's see, the fourth one is relationship management. And that's, by definition, using self-awareness, self-management, and social awareness as you relate to other people for specific purpose over time. So ask yourself, can I manage my relationship with others constructively and to a positive outcome? And so that's now we're working in that whole group, right? And Mm -hmm. what's required in a relationship to understand your needs as well as their needs? And when we put all four of these concepts together, it helps us to better understand others. It helps us to provide better feedback, our communication becomes much better, we identify problems before they escalate, and that can be a big one, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) we just make better decisions, and we see and seize opportunities. So what happens is when we see an opportunity, we don't have those emotional blocks in our way, and so we're able to seize them, and that's really what we're trying to get everybody to do. It's just right. to be able to seize the opportunities that are coming their way, everyone that they wish to, to participate in. Mm-hmm. All right. So just recapping, it's self-awareness, and it is self-management, social awareness, and relationship management to raise your emotional intelligence. But I, I, I'm just going to throw a little monkey wrench into the conversation right now. When we're first learning these steps, I may not have these obviously perfected, or there might be a real hot button that somebody may may push in the respect that um, I might have blown one or all four of those steps. So, are there do-overs in this? Like, how can I go back and, you know, first, you know, bring myself back to center and then go back and have this conversation that might be at a pretty contentious state with the other party concerned? Right. Well, every opportunity, there's, I mean, we always have a, a, a next moment to have a do-over. <laughs> so, you have no idea how many times I've had to just forgive myself and say, next time I'm just going to do a little bit better. And so when we're looking at a situation and we've personally done something to to somebody else, we can look and go, oh, I recognize what I've done, and next time I'm just going to do that better. Like I can see myself, I visualize it, I see myself doing it better. And then with other people, when you walk away and at first you're kind of like, whoa, I don't even know what to think, right? I've just had... Mm -hmm. This happened to me, and I don't really know what to think about that. 
So then you just kind of have to go and start meditate a little bit. Um, I don't know if people are comfortable with meditating, but I'll tell you, meditation is the key to everything because all the answers are right there. And so it's really, um, if you can go and you can talk to yourself and find out exactly the way that you're feeling. First of all, acknowledge exactly the way that you're feeling and exactly the way that you want to feel. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it makes sense. I feel this way and I want to feel this way. And many times when you go back and you talk to somebody that you're in confrontation with and you explain to them the way that you're feeling and the way that you'd like to feel, a lot of times it just simply works out. Because now yeah. you've, you've given them a little bit about yourself and you've taught them a little bit about yourself. So now they know what you, what you need, right? And then they can either decide whether they can give that to you or they can't give that to you. And um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, uh, I feel like, um, I don't know, Kathleen. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You know, I just want to weep back to the meditation piece. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're just having a meditative moment. That's fine. Um, yeah, I was. I was kind of thinking away, and then I lost yeah, my thought. Fine. I apologize. It happens all the time. It happens all the time to me. So I just want to mention today, I was listening to a podcast, and it's on the Ziggler's True Performance Show. I love podcasts, by the way. I get so much information from them. And I was actually listening to um, Dan Harris today, um, and he just wrote a book. I couldn't, I think it's 10 minutes to happiness or something like that or 10 minutes or 10 10 percent happier i believe it is but he you know is was a reporter that just totally blanked out on air so this is on you know a huge platform in front of millions of people but he he really talks about meditation from a scientific perspective and he was talking about how it's being brought into schools it's being brought into the military it's being brought into and, and even for depression uh, uh, we're being uh, doctors are prescribing now meditation as a means of dealing with your de- uh, depression versus what they did to you years ago. Of here, here's a pill, and let's medicate this so you don't have to feel the pain and go through it. Like you were saying, of you know, let's not bury it uh, if, of your new perspective and bringing it forth. So that's a whole different way of looking at how we're treating you know these things from a few years ago and what's being happened today and you're one of those people that are bringing that about so anyway we're going to take a quick break and we'll have more about raising your emotional intelligence with the guidance of bethany oric we'll be right back and we'll hear more on those thoughts when we return From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. 
Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and I'm here with Bethany Oreck, the Emotional Intelligence Coach. So can you give us some examples how emotional intelligence affects our workplace today? Well, the number one reason that people leave their jobs is because they have a poor relationship with their boss. That's according to Gallup survey. So if we can, re- if we can improve the relationship between the boss and the employee, we can... Um, we can raise attrition, we can keep people happy, we can keep people employed, we don't have to do new hires. Um, it's just in the benefit of everybody to improve relationships with the people that they're working with around them. Right. I actually think um, some of those employers are my clients because they're telling me one of the number one reasons that they're hiring me, obviously, is, you know, to improve their bottom line financially. But they're always saying we can't find good people. And um, it's really hard to keep somebody in, the, you know, the job. And, you know, a, a couple of, and, and it's a very small percentage of, of my clients that are like this, but I do see that if they had, if they would use some of this emotional intelligence work, I think they would be attracting, one, a higher grade of employees to come work for them. And then if they were realistic about their um, management and expectations of the employee, they would, there would probably be more simpatico happening in the, in the, in the workplace. But so, yeah, yeah, that is, it it is uh, very interesting how it's like sort of a blame game on either side. (laughs) And when you go and you talk to people and, and, you know, a lot of clients that I have are in um, Silicon Valley and, and stuff and they're, they have a whole different atmosphere there, right? They, emotional intelligence is at the top of their list and, and um, us baby boomers were just raised differently. We did business differently. Emotional intelligence was not anything that was 
ever talked about. Um, when I was taking business classes, I never heard anybody mention any nope. of that. Nope, I so, don't remember but, hearing it either. But yeah. these young startups, they understand the importance of it. And that's why they have ping pong tables and kitchens and things in there, because they understand that having a happy employee is, there's no amount of money that, you know, to make up for that. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's, so valuable, invaluable, actually. It's just... Priceless, as they say, huh? <laughs> so who yeah. is using who is using um, emotional intelligence and emotional quotients in their businesses? Well, you really won't be surprised. I looked it up on um, Forbes magazine, and the, of the 500 companies, the top ones that are using emotional intelligence are Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, Xerox, J.P. Morgan, eBay... Ford, Pepsi, Starbucks, AT&T, American Ex- and American Express, and there's a bunch of other ones, but those were just the top ones that, um, that I took note of. So yeah. it's not just happening with startups, and it's happening with huge companies all over the place. Yeah, you know, I did a, I, I, you know, early on, I did an internship at a, at a tech company, and because I got my degree, you know, I'm kind of late. I, I, uh, I did a different path in life when it came to um, entering the job force. I, you know, my past episodes we talked about me doing some sailing and living, you know, in Europe and all of that. But, but I came back to the job force and I got a degree in speech communication and I did a internship at a tech company. It was a, it was a radio uh, company and uh, TV that I think is now defunct actually, but I had an opportunity to go into that environment where honestly, I, I was a little taken back because, you know, going from having a hiatus in the, the corporate world from, you know, where I was, you know, 20 plus years previous, and then going back into it, it was pretty interesting to see um, the, um, I don't know, it was pretty interesting to see the the difference between, you know, the PlayStations and, and all of that. So right. we actually have a caller on hold. Her name is Beth in Arizona. Are you there, Beth? Hi, are you able to hear me? I am. Thank you for calling in. How can we help you today? Well, thank you. I found um, a lot of the ideas and suggestions really helpful and just had a question for Bethany. I was hoping you can give me some advice on how I can better concentrate and empty my mind to meditate. I do try to meditate, but I find I just can't really quiet my busy thoughts or keep my mind from wandering off to think of things I need to do. I just wondered if you had some suggestions for that. There you go, Bethany. Yeah, thank you for calling. You know, I think one of the common myths about meditation is that your mind has to absolutely be blank. Um, My mind is not blank when I'm meditating. I'm not one of those people that can just sound out and, and have complete blankness. That's where I find my answers. So when I'm sitting quietly and meditating each day, I'm taking each thought as it comes in, and I'm asking myself, is this a nice thought? Or is this a thought that's um, sabotaging? And if it's sabotaging, I just release it. So I think an active mind is really important. 
when you're meditating, I mean, it's, it's wonderful if you want to go into that really deep, deep state of meditation where you blank everything out, but most of us can't do that. But almost all of us can at least get ourselves to a place where we can process our thoughts. And it's really just giving space to an idea and deciding whether you want it to come out in a positive way or a negative way. And everything happens in our imagination. So we also were raised in a kind of a society that just simply said, um, oh, you're imagining things. Well, nothing happens until we imagine it first. So we must imagine first. And a great way to start imagining is through meditation. And I meditate when I'm folding laundry. I meditate any mundane work that I do. If I'm ironing, I meditate. Um, I just, and, and then in the mornings, I just sit quietly. So I encourage people to go ahead and meditate, go ahead and receive that busy mind, um, be a third person, ask if it's nice thoughts or negative thoughts, that's where the real shift starts to happen. Yeah, yeah. Did that answer your yeah. question, Beth? Yes, it did. And thank you, because I think it, it kind of gives me permission to not have to discipline myself to be so still. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, if I, might, if, if I may add on to that, too, I'm just kind of starting to shift that word meditation, not that I have anything against it, but I also look at it as manifestation time. You know, it's like if yeah. I can clear my mind and see... Um, okay, this is what I want to bring in. And it's sort of like I get these downloads. Are, okay, these are the steps that you need to follow. And it, in, as, as Beth was saying, it gives me permission to be able to shift out of, oh, this is, you know, I have to do this every day at a certain time. And I have to have, you know, um, you know, my meditation pill. I don't, I don't operate that way. You know, I just, so no. I, I'm glad that you're, you're, you're helping us see it clearly that way, way as well. So thank you, you know for calling what? in. I was in motor Oh, thanks, Beth. I was at motor vehicle, and I was sat in meditation for forty minutes. Yeah, I'd either have to just sit there in motor vehicle, or I, I thought I came out of there refreshed. I was probably the only one that came out refreshed. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. So some of the key benefits that people can receive from raising their um, emotional intelligence and emotional quotients, we, we talked about, you know, that, you know, you definitely, you know, through this meditation process, you you are, you know, releasing some, some negativity and then bringing some positive thoughts. Are there any other key benefits that you see in doing well, this work? Well, like, like you said, the voice in our head, changing it from negative to positive, removing the emotional blocks, and when we meditate, we just tend to be more at peace and content. Um, we tend to get much more comfortable with ourselves and um, happy and energized. All those things that we're always looking for are mm-hmm. all right there. We just have to reach for them. I see that I'm more productive when I am able to kind of not just look at my, you know, to-do list, if you will, like I got to do, 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 but when I actually, okay, this is what I set out to do and the intentions that I set out to do, but then actually just sitting with, okay, this is what I'm um, attempting to do today, this month, this year, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, but I find that I get, you know, these, these key um, 
beautiful insights when I'm just able to just stop and I see more things that are even possible, not more things to do, but more possibilities or a different angle that if I right. let the imagination, as you say, take over versus, you know, I've always done it this way attitude, um, I have much more brilliance come to my, my day and process. And you know, something that you just said something about, like I always, I've always done it this way. If mm-hmm. somebody's doing it this way and they're doing it this way all the time and it's always going wrong, well, then it's time to do it a new way, right? right. Just because. <laughs> but they might not see that, so we have to bring it to their attention that if it doesn't work this way, then you have to try it another way. And you know what? It might not work that way either. You might have to try it another way, but you have to keep trying new things until you can get it to work. But mm-hmm. so many times people will say, well, this is just the way I've always done it. Right. Well, yeah. you know, a, you have permission to do it in you have a permission to do it a different way. You don't have to do it that way. It's your choice. Exactly, exactly. All right, we're going to just take another brief um, uh, interval here. Bethany Ark is going to come up with some quick tips for setting goals. This is going to be a real interesting piece. I also will have my weekly feng shui and astrology tips. So you may want to grab a piece of paper and jot down your action steps while we take this quick break. Don't go away. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time whether it's about business career education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. 
To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski, and my guest today is Bethany Oreck. So you have some coaching tool, coaching tools that you suggest to um, to our listeners today that will help them set goals for themselves. So why don't we go right into that? Okay. Well, the number one thing that I used to set a goal, my goals for myself when I started, was a vision board. And since um, I use the poster board, but people can use Pinterest or you can even simply make a list. But it's really important to recognize all the different areas of your life that that you want to vision, like vision what you want your friends to look like, what you want your wealth to look like, vision what you want your love and romance to look like, your fun and recreation, your home and family, your work career, your personal and spiritual growth, and your health. Go through each one of those sections and write down exactly what it is that you would, you would like to look like and when you want that to happen. And then get your poster board or do your Pinterest and spend some real time on creating the person that you're becoming. Because when you physically do that, you really are already setting the frequency, moving you forward, moving you into it. And what I did with my poster board, once I got it set up, I, once I got it all done, I had it in my bedroom for a while, and I got up every day and I looked at it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't focus too intensely. I just recognized it and said, yep, I'm coming. I'm coming to do all those things. And then it moved to my office, and then it kind of got put in a closet. And then I pulled it out like three years later, and I had accomplished all but two things. And I am sure it's because I had put all that intention on it earlier. So it was a really amazing experience for me, and I would really recommend for anybody to, number one, um, think about your vision board and build yourself a vision board and talk kindly to yourself. You know, as you're building this vision board, notice what you're saying to yourself. Am I speaking kindly? Because you want to build a vision board that's going to bring you joy and success and abundance. That's what you're looking for. And then three, just like I said, look at that vision board every single day for a while. Get it ingrained in your head. I already know everything that's on my vision board. I don't have to look at it every day anymore because it's always ingrained in my head. And having that visual automatically triggers opportunities. And don't be afraid to fail. Just because you have an opportunity doesn't mean it's going to be a successful one. We learn from our failures so that when we arrive, we're ready to be there. You know, the the lucky card on the tarot card says when we have skill and opportunity coming together, that's the lucky card. And in order to get the skill, we're probably going to experience some failures. 
And some of us may experience a lot of failures before we get the lucky card. But we just have to keep moving forward, moving towards what we want to achieve, and knowing that those failures are just our learning experiences, and there's no shame in them. As long as we've learned our lesson and we're going to do better next time, those failures were sent to teach us something. Yeah. So we're going to have to um, wrap that that thought up. I want to let our listeners know that you also have a very special gift. If you can quickly, very quickly tell us about that, Bethany. Yes. If you go to my website, um, www.bethanyork.com, um, and you go into my guided meditations, I have a mindfulness meditation um, that's free of charge that you can download right onto your phone or onto your computer. And it'll just simply guide you through relaxing you, um, healing you, just clearing the mind and making you feel really good for, for your day. So um, okay. I right. hope you download it and enjoy it. Thank you, Bethany. We appreciate you being on this show today. Thank you, Kathleen. Now it's time for my weekly business feng shui and astrology tip. So the last few episodes, I've been pulling together all these different resources for you about how to build your prosperity and access it. Now we can do it through your space. We can do it through your astrology chart. And I gave you tons of tips in these last few episodes. So you may want to go back to the archives on illuminating feng shui to hear those various ways to tap into your wealth. But today I'm going to talk about another piece in your natal chart to see how you can unlock your resource element. Now with Without resources, which means that this is whether or not you're the type of person who has to do all of the things yourself. So for you, those who feel like it's a little bit burdensome because, oh my gosh, I have to do everything myself. Well, but if you have the resource in your astrology chart, you're going to see things like support from coaches, mentors, communities, family members, but there's always ways that we can tap into it. But let's look at your astrology um, for today. And so you may want to download your free chart at www.freebusinessastrology.com, freebusinessastrology.com. Enter in your birth information, and voila, you will get your uh, natal chart. Uh, and what we're going to be looking at is the that same uh, column we've been looking at over the last several weeks, which is your day of birth. And then at the very top, there's going to be one of those five elements, and that's the most important piece because everything goes back to that one element of your day of birth to um, see whether you have certain things available to you or not in your life. So we're going to be looking at um, if you were born of one of these five elements, wood, fire, earth, metal, or water, and then what that resource would be. So if you were born on on a day that was a wood element, then you're going to be looking for other parts in your chart. You're going to be looking for the color blue. This is represented by water, and that's your resource element. So to to kind of look at that pictorially, like if you water a tree or a plant that's wood, and it makes it grow. So it makes it grow and be stronger. That's the resource. So if you're born with a fire element in your day pillar, then you're going to look for the color green in the rest of your chart. That's the wood element or your resource element. And wood fuels the fire. So that's what, fire, you know, wood is good for the fire because it helps, you know, have that blazing fire. And then if you were born with an earth element in your chart, then you're going to be looking for the color red. Now the color red is fire and 
that's your resource element. So once that fire is burned, it becomes ash. And here's a bonus for you. The fire part of the fire monkey in 2016, there's more fire for the earth people this year. So that's extra favorable. And then if you were born with the metal element, then we're going to look for yellow or brown. And that's the earth uh, element of resource. And that's uh, the metal is going to be like silver and gold, but that comes from the earth. That's how you see it pictorially. But then if you were born in the day, if you were born on the day of a water element, the color you're going to be wanting to look at is a charcoal or gray color. This is going to be metal, and that's your resource if you're water. And so it's the condensation of the metal that produces the water. So that's where the water comes. By the way, in the year of the monkey, this fire monkey, it's the monkey part we're looking at. There's more metal that's predominantly the element of that animal. And so we have a little bit more resource coming to the water element or the water uh, element this year. So always remember the resource element, that's what makes you stronger and it can make your business life easier. So ask for help, work with a good coach or a mentor and make the most of what you were born with. Tune in next week for another exciting episode on Illuminating Feng Shui. We're going to be chatting with Dr. Leslie Hewitt about incorporating ancient spirit technology in business. Wow, that's an exciting topic. And until next week, may good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Illuminating Feng Shui is brought to you by Estate and Business Organizers. We work with clients who seek order in a cluttered world. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.